What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. Welcome to episode 25 of the MM Arcade podcast. Rob, quarter of a century, man. We, we've made it pretty far. <laughs> quarter of a century. You know, as I'm, we're both chuckling because we, this is the second time we've had to record this. And I swear, the first time I did it was my best intro to date. To date. You know? <laughs> you know? So having to do it twice has taken the pizzazz out of it. But, um, you know, oh, again, like, again, again, who would thought we'd make Make it here, not me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but here we are, and uh, you guys with the feedback and the comments, yeah. and the likes and the subscribes, and telling all your friends about it is really helping the platform. And and I'm, you know, we're enjoying it. We are enjoying it. But I do, hundred percent. I do want to address. Let's get straight into it. Let's just let's do just it, Rob. I know address the elephant too. in the room, okay? <laughs> because you guys ruined my day. Okay, you ruined my day. So I read the comments. I read the comments like as soon as it was uploaded uh, and you guys were just hammering me about defending Volk, giving Volk excuses. Uh, some guy said, in in what world does uh, – um, it's not verbatim, but in, in what world does being gassed pr- uh, protect you from a head kick? Okay. I think that's a bit naive. I think, you know, the more tired you are obviously – the easier it is going to be a lander head kick and yada, yada, yada. Okay. I just want to address it. I'm sorry yeah. if I underplayed, um, if I underplayed Makachev's achievements in beating Volk the way he did. That yeah. was not what I intended to do. Nor, like, even if it's how I made it sound, I'm sorry for that. But not really to you guys, <laughs> to him, because I don't want him seeing it and feeling like that. Well, I am a little bit to you guys. Um, <laughs> now, I I actually spoke to Johnny after the episode and was like, hey, Johnny, was I too harsh on Volk? Because I thought yeah. I was a bit harsh on Volk, to be honest. Yeah. But you guys just made me well aware that I was not <laughs> too harsh on Volk, that I was going down with him on the shield as well. No, I, I, I do not take anything away from the way Makachev did to, to take on the newcomer, to take on a guy that gave him such a hard time in his first fight, to have such performance, to adapt to the change in opponents, to do what he did uh, like that night. Unbelievable, mm. unbelievable. And I think he is like, he's got all the ingredients to be one of the greats. I really do. Okay. Yeah. So not taking anything away from it. What I was trying to do last episode was highlight that I don't think Volk looked as fast as he had in the first fight. I don't think Volk looked as small, like as lean as he was in the first fight. I don't think he yeah. was moving with as much fluidity, which you know he was a little bit sluggish. This is this is just what I saw, like my take on the fights, right? Yeah. So and I concluded that it must have been because of the cut. He did say he had a big cut in the 12 days and that he wasn't training properly leading out. You know, And when mm. a gas tank is your biggest weapon, I think it, pretty early on we saw that it wasn't the same. It, you, and you'd have to be blind not to see the differences from the first fight to the second fight. Again, yeah. before you guys start writing your comments already, <laughs> before, you ruin, before you ruin my Saturday as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> But again, I'm not making excuses for Volk. I'm just saying how it is. I don't need yeah. to make excuses for Volk. He took a fight on 11 days' notice and got got worked over. Mm. It was 11 days' notice. What do you expect? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not making excuses for him. I'm congratulating Makachev. I'm just trying to fill you guys in on the gaps that I think I didn't fill in last time. You know, I was just saying, trying to get across why I made the presumptions that I did, why why I came to the conclusions that I did with the way he was fighting, just from what I can see, okay? That's so, yeah, don't mean to argue with you boys. <laughs> just got to get off my chest. I've been holding that one in <laughs> since last last week, <laughs> since week last Tuesday now. or whatever, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, you guys ruined that morning for me. <laughs> I actually, I actually commented on my personal YouTube page, because of my YouTube account, because like I was like, man, you guys got to chill. I got to just got to get it off my chest a little bit. But um, you guys are great though. I, I do, I do encourage the feedback. I love, I love it when you guys comment and you give him, give me a perspective that I didn't have going yeah. to it. And uh, like I, I do like the banter, like respectful banter. You know, sure. like don't don't. 
hammer me the way you did, maybe. Some of you guys, <laughs> super aggressive. <laughs> you know, super aggressive. Chill out, yeah. right? But I, I do appreciate it, though, and I like it because then I get to come back and address it quickly in the episode 25 and just maybe give you another pers- perspective you guys didn't have and, ma- yeah. and, and also just clarify what I meant. You know, I, I want to be, be clear in, in how I uh, – how I break down fights, how I put together the vision that I have when I, I watch certain fights. So hopefully yeah. that guy that can appease <laughs> our, our, our lovely fans and listeners at home. Yeah. I, I think it also goes to show, as you touched on, that we, we act when we say that, oh, we read every comment, like some people might think that we're joking. No, we really do. Like like yeah. every single yeah. comment on a video we Ruma read. Wednesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that and and you can see in the way that we address things and the stuff that we talk about in the following episode mm-hmm. it is crafted according to what you say genuinely so keep it coming even if we don't always agree like mm-hmm. we're it's always in good fun it's it, yeah. it's in good spirit um but rob do we want to get to the ufc news for this week there's there's been a fair bit going on i would say a, a it little has bit. you know like honestly the biggest ufc hype of the remainder of the year, you know, kind yeah. of got, kind of got derailed, but then put back on tracks by by the the fill-ins, right? It's been absolutely wild, dude. So obviously, and, and this came out was like a day or so after we recorded the last podcast. So our podcast curse continues, Rob. Whenever we upload, something big gets announced. But yeah, John Jones and Stepe that is cancelled. Jones is injured, tore a pectoral tendon off the bone while wrestling in training. He's had that surgery now. And in its place, we're not seeing Stipe fight. We are seeing Tom Aspinall versus Sergei Pavlovich fighting for the UFC interim uh, heavyweight title at 295. It is now the co-main and, and not the main spot anymore. Paraska and Pereira is now the main event. So, Rob, I wanted to get your f- thoughts, first of all, about Jones's injury, how that went down in that situation, if you had anything to say. Oh, mate, it is what it is. Like, a lot of fighters will say it, and I've said it before, like the training, the camps are much harder than the actual fight. Like just yeah. getting into the sessions, trying to hit new PBs every single session, twice a day, especially when you work in live work, like in wrestling or grappling or, or mm. sparring, the, the stakes are just high. And, you know, honestly, I think that's the sweet science of the sport is trying to mitigate injury and manage load, but really try to get the most out of your, your, your practice sessions anyway. But mm. – it is what it is. You know, Jones has nothing nothing to prove. He'll just heal up better than ever, I'm sure. But for sure. Moving on to Tom Aspinall and Sergey Pavlovich, man. Man, I'm still it's gonna be a banger, heck. Dude, <laughs> banger yeah. it will be. <laughs> like, it's uh it is such an interesting pairing. Like, yeah. Tom Aspinall obviously hits hard, all heavyweights do, but he's quick. Honestly, mm-hmm. he's like he's he's quicker than a lot of light heavies, and he moves yeah. so well. His movement is well. He's very well rounded. So I'm, um, but Sergey hits oh, so like hard, a truck, bro. <laughs> like a truck. Like, <laughs> and I love, I love, I love that. I really do. And yeah, and we saw it with Nagano. It's like sometimes that's enough. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Sometimes hitting that hard is enough. <laughs> so I, I am very curious to see whether Sergey gets Tom or if mm-hmm. Tom just pieces Sergey up. Like, because I think yeah. that's what it's going to be like. I don't, top of my head, can't see this being like a real tight, grueling decision for battle. I can see the Sergey mm-hmm. landing on Tom or Tom just piecing Sergey up until he's, he's, he, until he's cooked, sort of thing. Yeah. But that also. So- yeah, tell me, tell, tell is, me, what are your thoughts? This is not going the distance. Someone's getting knocked out. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, that's the reality of yeah. it. And I, I think at the moment, Aspinall is actually the favorite. And I can understand that. But you, you, you'd be so stupid to rule out Pavlovich. Like, oh, w- would you say yeah. that Pavlovich is probably one of, if not the hardest puncher right now in the UFC, like period? Like he oh, just hits yeah. like a freight train. I, 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 to, I worry for Aspinall. Say, yeah. Yeah. I'd have to say in the UFC, he would have to be the heaviest hitter at the moment just because yeah. of like the, the likes he's fought, you know, the people he's he's had wars with and like 100%. come out on top, you know, yeah. kind of like so, convincingly on top. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I really rate Aspinall. He's come back from his injury incredibly strongly, but 
I could just see Pavlovich landing one, and and that's all she wrote. I, 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 we're we're going to obviously talk about our full breakdown when it comes time for two nine five, but I that's that's the way that I'm leaning at the moment anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what? And that makes me even excited because, like, which which guy do you want to see fight Jones? Right? That makes oh. it so that makes it so <sighs> exciting because, like, I want to yeah, see how Tom, yeah. the quicker guy, you know, like. Yeah. I want to see what I want to see if Tom can do what we thought Cyril would do, but mm-hmm. didn't against Jones, right? But yeah. also, I want to see Pavlovich get in there, heavy, heavy hands, and see if that changes things up, right? Mm. Oh, it's uh, well, here's here's the thing, bro. I'll mention this because I think Aspinall was the one that said this, and I apologize if I'm misquoting him, but he was kind of saying that. I thought that the plan was Jones fights Stipe, obviously, like that was set, and then they both do a, a it's a double retirement, and then Pavlovich and him fight for the actual belt. Because I know that it's been discussed here and there that Jones might be heading towards a retirement. They might not actually get the chance to fight, even if Aspinall does win. Because if Jones' surgery is taking him out for another eight, nine months, and then mm. they eventually fight, God forbid that Jones loses, I'm, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But even if Jones wins, that was kind of the inside baseball. I don't mm. know, man. Well, how old's Jones now? Oh, I can't remember. John Jones age. He's like, what, 36, I'm, I'm guessing? Oh, I was on the money. 36. Yeah, he's he's 36. So, he, look, he's not, he's not getting old. And I'm not saying that he should retire. That's what I'm saying Aspinall was kind of suspecting. In the lead yeah. up to the Jones Stepe fight, b- before obviously Jones what, got injured. What happens to Stepe? <laughs> no, oh. St- this is Stepe's last. Fight. I I assume he's going to lose, and then even if he gets the belt, he's going to retire after that. Dude, like I think he's done, done. But no, but what happens? Like Jones is injured. Are they? Like so, what's Stepe doing now? Oh, ne- okay. So that that was the next bit that I had to talk about. So. Stipe said that he was never asked about whether he would fight for the interim title. There was a, there was a couple of days of speculation there about, well, why would Stipe turn this down? Because he's not going to fight till forever and, and the dude's getting older now. He was never actually asked and Dana, when he was asked, Dana was like, it would be disrespectful to give Stipe Miocic, greatest heavyweight of all time, a, a interim title fight, right? So they never, didn't even bother asking Stipe. So the plan is they still want to book Jones and Stipe for next year whenever Jones can come back. That's the plan to still have that big money fight sometime uh, next year. Okay, okay. I only I only agree with this personally. Agree with this because obviously I mm. have no epic say in anything, right? <laughs> 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 I, let me make a phone call. Nah, dude. <laughs> Who do I think I am? Yeah, but yeah. um, I I'm personally okay with this because Steve is a legend. So give him that money fight. Give him that shot for sure. At straight. Give him that shot at straight gold, and then let him do what he wants with it after. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. obviously defending the belt whilst there's an interim title in the mix is weird. But it again, is weird. <laughs> again, still all for it. Still all yeah. for it. Because you Hold know on. as well as I Didn't do. Didn't I do it... the same thing? When? <laughs> No, you did, didn't you? No, you did. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, you absolutely did. (laughs) Yeah, because Bisping Bisping fought GSP. GSP, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then then GSP beat him and relinquished. So I think I was the the interim champ then. And then you were given the title. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the GSP, what was that the second time you did that? I remember some conversation about Dana saying, are you surprised I included something in his contract because we knew that would happen? Um, that's exactly what happened with you, bro. Exactly what happened yeah, with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Not so not so out there then, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Uh, uh, I should have written I that re- down, yeah. I'm glad I realized that on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. All right. All that right. is brilliant, but, brilliant. I'm excited. And of course, like the, the the very last small talking point is that you and I kind of talked about how it's crazy that Prohaska and, and Pereira wasn't the main event, but obviously Jones mm-hmm. and Stipe were fighting. Now they, they are the main event. So yeah. that's a very worthy main event. Interested to see that fight as well. We will fully break down 295 yeah. when it comes time. I think I um, even spoke about it briefly the last You week. did, yeah. But um, yeah. I I'm still again super excited for that fight. Like for sure, yeah, dude. I um, yeah. Like, what does what does Prohaska train and do differently 
from his last fights to beat Pereira because I don't think he can go into this fight like he did with his last fights because he gets hit mm. too much. He gets hit mm. too much. And Pereira is really good at hitting. So we'll break that down on another episode. 100%. Um, but the next uh, news that we have to talk about is UFC Austin. Pretty much like the the full main card has, has been announced. Dana came out with a video talking about how Benil Dariush is taking on Armin Sarukian. You've got Dan Hooker against Bobby Green. Rob Font against Figueredo. Figueredo is actually fighting up in weight. Sean Brady versus Kelvin Gastelum, who's fighting down in weight. This mm. is honestly, Rob, low-key a really great fight night. Probably one of the better fight nights that I can remember in recent memory. So what do you think about this event? Like this kind of came out of nowhere, but there's some bangers on this card. This yeah, is I'm looking for good. It. I'm 100% for watching Dan Hooker and Bobby Green go to war fight. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so down for that fight, right? Okay. Yeah. Just firstly. Yeah. Um, Dariush is doing what he needs to do to get back into the picture, to get back into those talks. Like yep. after his, his last loss, and which is fine because I'm going to be in the same boat when I fight next. I get yeah. it. I get it. And he's a good guy. And uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see how Figueredo looks moving up, you know, mm-hmm. in that he's always been a hard puncher, but now we're going to fuel him up. I wonder if he hits <laughs> twice as hard, right? And oh, Kelvin Gastelum good. going back down to world to wait. Like, I, I want to get your views on this, on a, man. You fought him. Honestly... Yeah. Every time I've seen him as middleweight, he didn't look like the strongest middleweight. Even when I fought him, he didn't mm. feel like the strongest middleweight. You know, I don't think he's a natural middleweight. I don't think he should be fighting as a middleweight. Granted, he still hit hard, but I don't think he should have been fighting as a middleweight. Fair. And um, I think maybe through his career, maybe he wasn't as disciplined as he should have been or a, bit, a little bit a little bit cowboy with the way he used to diet when he was a welterweight because obviously he had a lot of struggles. and. Um, Making yeah. the weight as a welterweight. He missed weight, I think, once mm. or twice, perhaps. But uh, he did. He struggled a lot. But maybe it was due to that he, he was younger. He didn't have the discipline, yada, yada, yada. Now mm. he went to middleweight, found his feet, found his discipline, especially after the way he he did a uh, post-speech, I think, after his last fight. he, uh, I think he's ready. He's ready to... Mm. Because he was doing so well at welterweight. It was just mm. the weight cuts that were so hard for him. So I'm very, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what sort of Kelvin will get. Yeah. Well, Sean Brady's not an easy fight for him. Like, what's he ranked? Definitely not. Or something? That's a, but, that's a hard fight. But I think Kelvin, though, left the welterweight division when he was, he was in like the top five, I'm pretty sure, when he left. Mm. He was, Kelvin was a terror in welterweight, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I hope he has a second resurgence. I really do. I actually do mm-hmm. rate him at, at, at welterweight. And I like him as a person. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he's all right. He's all sure. right. So it is going to be a, a banger of a card. But what we're not seeing, and Rob, we talked about this last time, but Delizze is no longer in, finding on, on the card because he can't find a fight after Kennedy pulled out after injury. So he said specifically, <laughs> and, I, and I laugh because this is what you were touching on, he's going back to Georgia to spend some time with his family. That's what mm-hmm. he's going to be doing instead of fighting on the card. So, unfortunately for him, but good on him, he gets to spend Christmas with the fam. Yeah, dude, that's what I said. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just go home, chill out for a bit. You know, there'll be plenty of fights early next year. A lot of guys will be finishing up whatever they've been doing. I'm looking for a fight next year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I got we, got we got something to talk about late, later. There's a question somebody asked about you and, and, and Kamaru. I saw a bunch of articles after our podcast last week, but we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> the next bit of UFC that we have to talk about quickly um, is Almeida versus Lewis fight night this weekend. Derek mm-hmm. Lewis is is 27 wins, 11 uh, losses. He just come off a win. Jelton Almeida, 19 wins, two losses. He's on a 14 win streak. Rob, check out this for a stat. I, I had to double check when I when I wrote this down. So he last the f- last five wins he has of his last seven have come by submission, and not just submission, rear naked choke. Five mm. of his last seven fights have been by rear naked choke. This guy is a submission specialist. He's a rear mm-hmm. naked choke specialist. This mm-hmm. is another nice matchup, similar to Pavlovich and, and um, Aspinall. You have Derek Lewis, who hits like a truck, and Jalton Almeida, who's a submission specialist. It's just a nice matchup. I don't know. I'm looking forward to this one. What, what do you yeah, think, man? Yeah, but Almeida's a bit different. He reminds me so much of Jacare. Like, mm-hmm. so much. 
because like it's not just that he's a submission specialist. Obviously, I think I think a submission specialist, like grappling heavy mm. guy in the heavyweight division, is already already has a leg up on a lot of these dudes just because of the weight. For sure. Just because of how much harder it is, because of the gas tank, just because of the dynamics of fighting as a heavyweight are different. But yeah. he's also massive, dude, and he's young, <laughs> and he hits hard. And he's so, hungry, bro. But in saying that, Lewis looked the best I've seen him in his career last fight. I think he won flying knee, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he I won did. via flying knee, dude. Like a flying knee. This was like the leanest the Derek Lewis I had ever seen. And he he said something <laughs> to the fact that like I'm back. Like yeah, I, like yeah. He it's the best I've seen him look. All right. Uh, TKO hope- punches. That that's what I have here on, on Wiki. Was it after the I flying don't even- knee? I he he probably did a flying knee into a, into punches. I don't remember that yeah, fight. I don't, I don't know if I watched but it. But I hope I hope that he. That's the Lewis we see coming in. Someone who's fit, strong, been wrestling sure, day sure. in, day out. Otherwise, yeah. he's going to get taken down, get tired, and belted. Dude, like there's no yeah. doubt, no doubt. I I just don't um, know if if the Lewis that we used to know is back. I mean, he had a he had a string of losses. Like he he lost against Ty, he lost against Pavlovich. Speaking of, mm-hmm. and I think Spivak as well. Like he's only had one win recently. He lost you know three of his last four fights. I, I just see Almeida just maybe even choking him, tire, tiring him out and going for the specialties, rear naked choke. That's how I, I see this see going. That. I can see that. It's going to be a hard fight for him. But, you know, I'm yeah. not giving up on Lewis. I like Lewis. I like the way. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't know. There's something, like I said, I think I'm just, I like the just big dudes, real simple, heavy hitters. <laughs> like, keep it yeah. simple sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's see. Let's see how that goes and a bunch of other fights for the fight night. Let's see your predictions in the comments below. And as always, we're moving on next to the games news. Rob, by far the biggest talking point this week, the biggest news was that Bungie has made a bunch of their staff redundant. So we didn't know how many it was initially, and it turns out that it's 8% of their staff. They've left, let go of a fair few people. And this comes after Destiny 2 apparently was 45% below their projections due to its waning popularity. It has a, has a few issues at the moment. Um, Rob, what do you think about Bungie making their staff redundant? This also follows after them being acquired by Sony not so long ago. And this wasn't a Sony decision. This was actually made by Bungie. The Bungie CEO did a stupid tweet about these are good people, please hire them, or maybe you should have kept them on. But Rob, what do you what do you think specifically about Bungie and, and Destiny and all that? Mate, I think Destiny's kind of been out of popularity for a while now. Yeah. Um I mean everybody it had its heyday. Like, how old is the game now? I remember it being It's getting on now, man. It's getting a on. A long time. And like Destiny and Destiny 2 were kind of very, very similar. I know, <laughs> like, mm. like they didn't. There weren't any groundbreaking changes to the second one, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I think it was something new at the time, and that the popularity is kind of just dropped. Whether make, making stuff redundant, how can I speak on that? It's I don't know. Like show me, show me the financial books for, for Bungie, yeah. the, the company, right? <laughs> I can't, I can't give those sort of comments. I think anybody getting made redundant sucks, sucks, hmm. especially if you don't have to. And it, like, I, I would be hard pressed to understand why they would have had to, considering they just got bought out by Sony. But yep. I don't uh, here's what I'm going to say about about the matter, man, because this is not just about <clears throat> Bungie. This year, there's been at minimum over 6,000 redundancies across tons of companies. We're talking about Epic Games, CD Projekt Red, Take-Two, Ubisoft, Bethesda. This is not a, oh, it's a once in a, in a, in a moon occurrence. Mm. This has been happening a lot this year. And unfortunately, it's been happening in arguably the best year in gaming that we've had in a very, very long time, if not ever. Like how many bangers have we had this year? How many yeah. records have been broken, even by Sony yeah. themselves? Um, it this is really unfortunate because like this this is ta- this is talent that's just going out the door and and all those 6000 plus people they're not going to get all get hired again in the games industry there's mm-hmm. just not enough roles going around the job market sucks at the moment they're going to go off into different industries so you're losing that talent and they're not going to come back because they're probably going to go for a higher salary in tech or or somewhere else in in silicon valley this is like it's just pissing away talent and it, and it, I I get a little bit frustrated by it because 
I used to work in games. I know how great it can be, but this would scare anybody off. Anybody that has potential, anybody that has talent, this would scare anybody off getting into the industry because you don't know who's going to get made redundant next. It sucks. It, it really does. Mm. I've got to ask though, so, do you yeah. think though that the, the, the reason why the reduction, uh, the redundancies are getting made now is because like obviously with COVID, there was that yeah. massive boom in gaming, yep. right? Like mm-hmm. everybody, even, even people who had never even, never even glanced at a game before. We're mm. playing games, and I can see that, you know, as the COVID, whatever that was, settles, mm. people are starting to do other things. Even especially those guys that were just playing it because that's all they had to do. Yeah, um, it, I can that, see them. that COVID boom for <clears throat> sure led to all those hires. Like there is no doubt, and yeah. to an extent. They had to make those hires in order to be able to keep up with demand, whether it's yeah. like QA staff, people maintaining servers, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. What I would say, though, is that we all should have seen, and especially people who get paid a lot more than me, and being in that level, they all should have seen that COVID was going to be a bit of a boom. Once COVID was over, let's say over, and people were going out and about again, and they weren't staying at home all the time, what do you think was going to happen? That people would just keep playing games? Yeah. No, they would stop playing games as much as they do. They would go outside and, and experience other things. They'd go to the movies instead or they'd go out mm. for dinner instead of playing games. And that was, it was bound to happen. And this is the thing with the industry is that they'll overhire and then be like, oh, crap, our new game isn't doing too well. We're going to let go of a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It is down to senior management. It is, it is down to them not seeing that it was just a COVID boom. I think that's there's like a whole thing on that, like, People much smarter than myself <laughs> can speak yeah. about it, but it's yeah. like that. How like the people in the upper management only they only have to worry about their quarter, right? They only mm-hmm. have to worry about their, their their quarters, their overheads. It doesn't really matter about everybody else. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing two years from now when they're not on that project or whatever. Yeah, it's about their overheads for that, like then and there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I. I don't know. You know, in in saying that, we're we're pointing out that there are a lot of redundancies, but I'm sure a lot of game companies are like vice gripping their guys to the best of their abilities. I'm sure there's whether you know where something sucks, there's 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 good in it too. You know, we're just highlighting (laughs) we're highlighting the bad because it makes good news. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's there was the biggest news that happened this week. The brutal, it's a brutal truth. It's a brutal reality of the situation. For sure, for sure. Like the 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 one tweet that I sent out when it happened, I was like, I'm grateful for my time working in games, but this stuff it scares away talent. But to be fair. It's happened in tech this year. It's happened in tons of other industries. Um, I just hope that as many of them as possible can find their feet. And if they need to leave yeah. another to another industry, then they'll have to do that. But mm. yeah, that that happened this this week, and, and that was not so fun. But Rob, I included the next bit of news just for you because I know how mm. much you love From Software. So they're reportedly gearing up for multiple new projects following Elden Ring and Armored Core uh, 6's success. So they're going to be going for, on a recruitment spree. So maybe some of those devs can, can have a, oh, head over dude, to From Software. 6,000 of them just waiting. <laughs> waiting, right? Right? Waiting. I mean, like, it, it, it might be like, I know everyone can work remotely now, and that's a bit of a discussion, but, it's st- you know, location dependent, there's a lot of, lot of new devs that are ready and willing to, to get hired. They have a huge IP now in terms of Elden Ring that came out of, I won't say came out of nowhere, but it was a massive, massive success. Armored Core 6 as well. What would you like to see from, from software? Like, what do you want to see them do? You want to see them go back to what they were doing before? New IP? Something Elden Ring related? Like, because you're, you're a big fan of them, man. Oh, give me my damn DLC for Elden Ring already. You guys have been, <laughs> you guys have been teasing it for years. <laughs> like, man, I've been itching, itching. To have a new run and a new playthrough in yeah. Elden Ring, but I've been just waiting for the DLC that you said was coming shortly. <laughs> it hasn't been that short. Maybe no, I it hasn't but <laughs> at all. At all, <laughs> you know. I actually haven't even touched on Armored Core Six yet. I'm, I played Armored Core way back when, and I really enjoyed mm. it. But oh, I feel like you've got to be in the mood for mechas. Like I can't. Yeah, I can't be in the mood for fantasy and mechas it's like i'm either just mm. playing fantasy or i'm playing just mechas it's a bit different so i haven't I haven't jumped into armored core six yet but mm. 
yeah, give me some DLC, bro. Or, or well, that, that's like the small DLC. thing that they can do. We're, we're talking about them going on a recruitment spree to start some new big projects. Like, yeah, do you want to see s- Elden Ring 2 or something not, else? We're not, that's the thing, though. We're not going to see Elden Ring 2. Like, there's so much more they could squeeze from the husk. And I'm, <laughs> I'm there. I'm for that. I'm for it. Okay. I'm willing. Willing, just hit me with heaps of DLC. Hit me with skins. Give me anything. Please. But that's I not mean. that's not making the investors <laughs> interested at all. They they well, want new games. They want something. You're big. asking what I want, and <laughs> I want be realistic, DLC. <laughs> I want DLC. Like what? What do you want me to say? I want I want Dark Souls Four. <laughs> do you, you want know, Dark want, Souls Four? <laughs> I'd love to see them jump back into the Dark Souls series. Like I, I mm-hmm. love those Souls series, those Souls like game. They're they're the games that made them who they are now, as well yeah. as like that. That just I don't know. They've had from Soft have had such such a cult cult following because yeah. of those games. So I'd love to see them jump into something like that. So Dark Souls Four. Uh, obviously Elden Ring 2, but I, like I said, DLCs, maybe even a new take on it. Yeah. But it's hard to it's hard to think outside the box, really, because they created the box you're in sort of thing. Hmm. Tricky. No one no one does what they do as as good. And obviously, like what was the game that you were playing recently? There have been some companies Lords that have of tried. Fallen. Lords of the Fallen. Um, but no it's, one is clearly reaching the heights of, of From Software. Liza no, no P. Way. Apparently, Liza P is good, though. Apparently, it's yeah. very good. Yeah. Did you end up playing it? Did you end up playing no. it? I don't know. It doesn't look you like got, my cup should, of tea. Man. You should, bro. Look- I, it's right up your alley for sure. Oh, I'm not even playing Lord of the Fallen anymore. I'm kind of just like cruising. Let's get into the next part. So I can well, we're going to say, let's about. talk about that next. So, well, that, right. that is the game's news from, from this week. And now we're going to be talking about what we're watching, playing, and reading. Rob, you touched on it. You're not playing yeah. anything, bro. I'm playing RimWorld. If you've ever played it, of course it. you're going back to room world. Yeah, dude, it's about that time. So I, <laughs> I, I, I got lazy and I, I subscribed to a whole collector's pack of like 470 mods or something, and all just right, like right. burnt down my computer. So I had to start again, <laughs> like clean save, reinstall, and I've got a real good stable list of mods, about 140 or so. And it's That's it's clean. It's clean. It's not nothing crazy. I've only just started. I, I I play it like a FromSoft game. I play commitment mode, one save, no deaths. Yeah. If I die, I die. Have you ever played Remote? I've not played Remote. No. Yeah. Well, so my dude starts, no skills, naked in the desert by himself, <laughs> and it's like I just I just try to <laughs> get by and live and make a character. It's just I just find that fun. I've got a dude now that's fair enough. I've had to remake him about eight times already. But if if he dies this time, I'll probably get off remote for another six months. But that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, reading, watching. I actually just started a book. I can't really claim whether it's that good. Just yet. it's not bad. It's one mm. of it's like a reincarnation type book. So like dude dies in a previous life, gets reincarnated. But it, cool. it's got a much more mature approach on it than like you're a, you're a sekai or whatever the hell they're called, Japanese anime tropes. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's it's cool. It's cool. If it lives up to what I think it could, because I'm actually interested in reading it, I'll flag it next week for you guys. All right. And watching, I'm jumping around a bunch of different anime this season. Where are we? Like, Isn't there? And, and And I actually watched the first episode, which is... It's giving me thoughts. Isn't there a new season of Goblin Slayer? There is, but I, I'm I'm waiting until I'm desperate enough to watch the first season again. I don't want to watch the second season without watching the Fair first enough. season again. Fair just enough. Just because like, I need – but it, I really liked Goblin Slayer, and like I know this, but I don't remember exactly what happened. So unless – Bro, that first episode back, is brutal. <laughs> I'm just uh, – No one forget that. No, it's a that. lot, but but apparently that's unless, the worst thing that happens. So uh. it is though, it is though, but um, unless because it just gives the backstory of like why who is Goblin Slayer and why he's yeah, but why there's he a million exists, other things they could have done, Rob. There's a million things they could have done aside yeah, from that. What? Every you know? other anime has done them. Every other anime has done them, but they haven't done that. You know, like, yeah, I, I, I guess think, you're I think right, that's, but it's still much. I think that's what drew everyone in. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I love it. It was cool. All right. It was cool. It made me really understand where the character was coming from, why he is the mess that he is. I don't know. Yeah. I liked it. But again, not going to watch the second season unless I rewatch the first season just because of it. 
Yeah. Uh, anime I'm watching, uh, I've touched on a little bit, like all a lot of a bunch of the new ones, but mm-hmm. none of them really have really captivated me just yet Fair. at all. Looking at them now, not even worth talking about just yet. <laughs> no. Fair not enough. No, yeah. Maybe you'll build what it up a little bit. Uh, so, Rob, I, I'll be real with you. I'm really enjoying Shield Hero. Like, it's, Shield Hero. It's so good. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be real with you. There are times, and you know the moments, that it just it makes me angry because he's treated so unfairly for oh, no yeah. reason. Oh, and, yeah. and, and I know that what it's intended to do. It's intended to make you feel like that. And... Just but when when, they, when it's aside from those moments when he's just chilling with his crew and and they're having like really nice wholesome relationships, it's just enjoyable. It's but it's fun. You see, you see though, that's the magic. Those it is. moments You're right. bring yeah. uh, is what brings those other moments so yeah. nice. You know what I mean? Because you you for want the guy that and, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. And that's what, ma- in my opinion, what makes a good anime. It makes you feel something it's just like a book if a good book makes me yeah. feel stuff you know i'm not just like watching it and mm. uh you know you know what other anime made me feel stuff was mm. the first season of my hero academia okay that's a good when, shout yeah when when all might was like geeing up midoriya whatever the hell his name was <laughs> yeah. like geeing him up and like he gave like one of his iconic speeches dude oh like I remember getting goosebumps just yeah. thinking about like and Midori's always crying, so he's bawling his eyes out like I'm gonna throw my heart. It's like <laughs> yeah. oh, dude, I don't know. They were they're that's one of the only other few animes that's really driven home that feel factor. That and, and when he goes to the doctor or whatever and it's like you don't have any powers and it's just yeah. heartbreaking. Or flashback yeah. when he's a kid like pretending to be a hero but he's got no powers. Oh Yeah. Oh dude, <laughs> my hero academia is really good. I know some people say that it's overrated and, and it's it's gotten incredibly big, but it is good. Like let's yeah. be real. It, my hero it lost is good. me. It lost me. I thought the first season was the best. It did lose me though when he started kicking things. Yeah. <laughs> well, it lost me when it started doing too many like what felt like slice of life and it wasn't serious enough, but then it got real serious. Like the last yeah. season was freaking awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I need to go yeah. back and re- pick it up. But You should. Mm. But yeah, Shield Hero, bro, like it's it's genuinely, I'm slowly working my way through it. It is shaping its way up to be one of my favorites of all time. Like it's, and I haven't watched a crazy amount of anime. Like I'm fairly new to the same, yeah. but it's good, no, man. Um, I feel you. And I'm, I feel you. Yeah. Because like I, I'm trying to suck myself up to watch it, rewatch the first season again mm. because I, Obviously, they brought out the third season. Um, yeah, I got a, I got a lot of episodes to work my way through. I'm excited, mm, mm, mm. but that's been like my routine. So, like after work, I've been like having dinner first. I would sit down and, and then I'd play some Spider Man Two. So that's what I've been playing. Spider Man Two, bro. That the other day, sorry. Oh, did he? Did he like it? Yeah, mate. He nice. just. I was blown away because I was walking past and I was like. Oh, this fight seems seems a little bit more epic than usual. Yeah, and I sat down for a second, and then like they rolled a huge cinematic clip, sort of story mm-hmm. talking, and I was like, "This is definitely the ending." So I just watched it with him, and mate, he loved yeah, it. Nice. He loved it. It's it's cool. It's really cool. It's such a fun game. It's it's such a the gamer's game. It is. Yeah. Just just swapping between the two Spider-Men. They have different powers, all the different combos that you learn, the the suits that you pick up. Just swinging around New York is fun, and then you see a crime taking place. You can go save them. And and the story is fun too. It's everything that you could possibly want in a a, a, a popcorn flick style of movie. You know, it's that that's the kind of equivalent that it is. Mm -hmm. But it's actually a very good game. I'm really enjoying it. I'm wor- slowly working my way through it, but that's probably going to be done in the next week or so. Um, and then after that, I will lie down in bed with my dog and watch Shield Hero. I've been having a nice little week. That has been my mm. routine for the past few <laughs> You need those, dude. <laughs> I'm hoping to have Absolutely. that this weekend. Like, I need a, I need for a sure. chill weekend. Yeah, nice. Well, what's your plan? Do you, do you have anything on the cards to play or, or watch? Rimworld. You're still playing, okay? Yeah, fair. No, dude, I'm I still thought on maybe you'll we'll start something like, new. <laughs> my, no, because my my dude's like my dude's in the tribe era. Like he right. doesn't have electricity, doesn't have plumbing. He's got nothing, dude. He just like mm. plants corn <laughs> and sleeps on the floor. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So I'm I'm excited to to like start researching electricity and powers yep. and 
you know, just like really work out that mad scientist thing. I need to get I need to get antibiotics, but because I'm I'm playing a solo colonist, so if I mm. if I get sick, I'm done. Game over. No one's going to be there right. to fix me up. So I need to get some. <laughs> I need to, get me, need to get my hands on some like antibiotics or penicillin or something before that happens, or I'm in trouble. Right. I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> well, it's, it's just so much planning because I'm playing by myself, dude. It's like real world's a real yeah. brutal game. Like it throws events at you, throws sickness at you, throws invasions mm. at you, throws like eternal nights or like toxic fallouts or all weird stuff at you. So you have to kind of prepare, prepare and plan all right. for the worst, you know, yeah. while still advancing your technology and everything else. I don't know. It's a really cool game. Like it is one of those overwhelmingly positive reviewed games on Steam that's cool. like, like stupidly big. Yeah. But Dude, yeah, talking about reviews, weekend. man. This year, I'm actually kind of glad that we're getting to the point. I looked at the releases for new games in, in November and even for 2024. It's definitely going to slow down. And part of me is grateful. I've missed so many good games this year. I need to go back and play the Resident Evil 4, Evil 4 remake. I obviously need to finish Spider-Man. I want to play Lies of P. There's, we've had st- a stupid number of good titles released mm, this mm, year. Mm. So I'm actually looking forward to the downtime to be able to catch up on everything. Yeah. So after Spider-Man 2, that's the plan. I'll make a list of what I want to play and just keep smashing them down. <laughs> but that's it man that is what we're watching playing and reading last segment of course is viewer questions as always if you have any questions let us know in the comments below mm-hmm. we try mm-hmm. to get to as many of them as possible the first one comes from at the power question for rob and johnny do you think Drickus gets the next title shot and Shemaev stays on the sideline and fights another contender after he's healed up? No way he, as in Shemaev, deserves a title shot after barely scraping by a 36-year-old Usman on 10 days' notice. Rob, what do you think? Uh, mate, what do you want me to say? I'm pretty sure that was like what Dana White said. Shemaev Usman gets the title shot just because of the, mm. the, the late-nightest matchup. Not that it was late-notice for Shemaev sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, in a, in a perfect world, Drickus gets that next fight. He beat mm. me against all odds, <laughs> which I'm still salty about, dude. Uh, like, is it still too soon to call for a rematch? <laughs> um, well, like, but who the hell he, would he fight? Because as you that's said, what, I mean. like, Chim- uh, what are yeah. they doing? What, what what does he do if they they slot Chimaev in front of him? Like, I don't know. Perfect world, yeah. Drickus gets that fight. Chimaev fights the next yeah. contender. You know, like. Mm. Um, but who knows? Who knows? I think Jamai's going to fight him. What does Drickus do then? Who knows? Who do I fight next year? Let's find me a fight as well. I don't well, know. let's around. get to the next question. So, at the writer McCallis two hundred asks Bobby Knuckles versus the Nigeria Nightmare with the little eyeball emoji. Mm-hmm. Rob, you you did get all the media outlets in a little bit of a oh, frenzy. Mate. It was a throwaway line in our last I podcast. Know. You're like, oh, this interests me. And everyone's yeah. like, Rob Whitaker's interested in fighting in, in fighting yeah, Usman. I, I want to fight and, Usman. <laughs> yeah. And then who who talked about? It? I think DC said that it was a it was a good matchup. So like what what do you think about you potentially if if you were to have your way? Like, would you want to fight Usman next year? How do you see that fight, the matchup and everything? Yeah, I, I'd love to fight Usman next year if he if he wants that fight. Um I think it's an interesting fight. He he, mm. he you know, it potentially gets him up into the top five. Even though he fought Shemaev, you know what I mean. It's uh, yeah, and of it, he was—he's a welterweight legend. He is, and he's a good fighter. You saw the fight he gave Shemaev. I think I'm yeah. a good fight for him. I think mm-hmm. I'm a bad fight stylistically for him, but I think mm. it's—I think it's a—it's a—it's a fight worth having. You know, we're both good fighters, we're both honorable yeah. fighters, and I think we can have like a really good hard fight. But you know, who knows the machinations of of the big wheel, right? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows what's happening, like, with mm. the wrap-up of this year and being next year. I'm, I'm looking to fight, I think, realistically, looking to fight February, March next year. Because, mm. well, mainly because I think December at this point for me is, like, unless it was, like, the end of December, which there aren't many cards, like, it's, it's too too soon. Yeah. Um, so I like having at least eight weeks to fight. I like having eight weeks notice because that's enough time mm-hmm. to make the weight safely not safely like healthily whilst getting yeah. the most out of your training but i don't want to find january because my baby's due my baby sophia's baby 
my kid. How do you? It's still, it's still your kid. No, it's still. I have our baby. I have something to do with it. Yeah, our, our, my, our, our baby is due in January. I'd like to be around for that. Yeah. You know, not having to worry about flying out or in. I've done it a couple of times. And it's not the best feeling. Yeah, so to, it'd be good to be for here for the delivery of, the, of um of her yeah. and then to move into like like obviously i'll camp through the whole thing and then fight in in february or fight in march that'll be that'll be good you know yeah. a good kickoff for 2024 i'm just saying it'll be a good fight and if i was usman that'd be a fight that i'd be really looking to because if he really does want to stay at that weight and he, and he doesn't want to go back then do you want to fight someone lower in the rankings or if you've got someone like yourself that could if he was to win hypothetically that could get him into more title contention then that's the fight he takes especially because he's getting on a, he's getting a little bit older too like rumors about his knees and whatever like who else would he fight that's a better fight than you for, for his sake delete say probably not like who see. else no see. It's, it depends like oh there's so much oh, unknown in the in the middleweight division at the moment in that top five like there's so many unknowns like what's what's everyone doing sort of thing mm. um well, apparently yeah. Izzy's not fighting until 2027. I think he was BSing a little bit, but that's uh, kind of what he joked about. 2027. <laughs> You're going to do come back at 20, 30, 38 years old? Get away. <laughs> get, give me a break, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, the next question that we have is from at Henry YX2EL. Great episode, guys. I have a question. The new Spider-Man game includes four damage if the user decides to turn it on. But some people say it breaks the Spider-Man immersion to take this damage. Do you think a real-life Spider-Man would take four damage? Or would his spider powers get rid of that? Rob, mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off because you're taking the drink from your, your massive jug. And I've been playing the game. Number one, I really like that Spider-Man by default does not, not have four damage in the game. Makes it so you much would. more fun. I don't, I don't have to worry about that crap. Like, I can just <clears throat> swing from building to post and just fall whatever I want. It's freaking awesome. I don't, I don't care. But his spider powers would prevent a, prevent a bit of fall damage in real life if Spider-Man was actually real. Surely it would. Like, you see how strong the guy is. You, you see how a spider moves. But real life spiders fall from a distance and don't die or from a height and don't die. For sure, Spider-Man wouldn't have fall damage or it'd have minimal fall damage. What do you think? I, I'm, I, I think, I think your spiders fall from <laughs> high, great heights in real life is, is way off the mark. I'm pretty sure there's some big science there I'm about Google how it. things smaller and lighter, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure that has something to do with it. But in saying that, I, mm -hmm. I do think Spider-Man's abilities and powers would make him like resistant to fall damage because yeah. he's stupidly strong and for him to even for his body to withstand the strength that he has and the things that he yeah. does it would have to be reinforced by something stupid amounts so i'm well, sure his suit, right hmm? his suit his suit like that he would have some awesome suit with like nanotech in his feet that would prevent further fall damage no but 100%. why he, he wouldn't need it if he but as he, i'm saying as a as a backup Right, oh. like that, he could easily have that. Like, look I, at all I'm, the crazy I'm not, suits. I'm not, I'm not super up to date with all these like little gadgets and whatnot. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I only know him like a like default Peter Parker, regular old Peter Parker Spider Man, straight up, just and a like, normal suit. He's super yeah. strong, but like, super yeah, strong. He is. Yeah. So, like, I'm pretty sure like falling off a skyscraper wouldn't hurt him. Hmm. By the way, you were right about the spider. They can only survive a, a fall of three feet, two or three feet. <laughs> Which is sad for the spiders, dude. His, this is the I, thing. I want to actually... see, I wanna see a spider fall fall off my desk and just die. <laughs> don't tell, they don't. Tell, they tell, don't. Tell me, tell me, tell me that wouldn't be funny if you saw a spider crawling off your desk, lose its footing, fall fall to the ground, uh, and just never get up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sure you would love that. I'm bro. loving the image of that in my head. I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> well, here's, here, this is the thing that gets always gets me thinking. Have you ever seen a spider web connected from one tree to another tree? Like there, it's a huge, huge distance. I mm. looked it up at the time. Spiders literally do a little bungee jump to get to another tree. How else do they do get that initial web to go across? 
They're they're acrobatic, they're like, man. They like glide. Yeah, it's cool. That's that's why I think a spider would actually survive the height if Spider's they were able to. They are. They're pretty scary. Mm. Um, but that was creeping a pretty fun question. The next question that we have is from I, I'm going to butcher your name at D D N B B B five two seven zero. Question for Rob. Which which sorry which game has the most realistic martial arts besides the sports based ones? Which has the best? Cheers, Rob. Oof. What do you think? Oh man, that's a tricky one. It very is. tricky. Very, very tricky. <laughs> because, um, like, if it's not a realistic one, they've all got you, powers probably, in them and stuff. Uh, you know what? Have you ever played the game X Anima? No, I've never played X Anima, <laughs> dude. It's a funny game. It's like a physics bakes gladiator medieval sort of game. And right. it's it's pretty funny. Like you can trip, you can trip on rocks and things. <laughs> and dude, like it's <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Like it's it's funny as yeah. hell to play. Maybe that one. I don't I don't know. Like I don't know. They're all kind of fakey. Uh, they are all fakey. I, I I will give an answer, and I believe this is a very good answer. And I hope Rob doesn't doesn't get me for it. But there was a Mortal Kombat game. Uh, a few t- times back, I don't remember that whether it was deception or whatever, but you could actually swap between very specific fighting styles, whether you were karate or hapkido, and they were named that, and they would base them off the actual fighting style. And obviously, there are powers and spears and all that kind of stuff in in Mortal Kombat. But in terms of the actual fighting style, that's the game that I've seen do it the most justice, like actual real, and not just yeah. one fighting style, not just MMA, many different types of fighting styles, like you know. It, yeah. That was the game that I and saw did it the best. And probably. it's like slow enough to be believable almost. Yes. It's not like Street like, Fighter where it's just like they're doing spinning kicks like, in there. You know what I mean? Like that's not actual really, karate. Oh, like, yeah. There's a game called Nio. If you ever play it? Yeah, like, yeah, no. It might yeah, be yeah. pronounced Neo. Or Neo, um, yeah. Neo 2, there's like hand to hand, like there's fist weapons, like punching things. Mm. And dude, mm-hmm. like the, the stance changing in that is out of this world. Like it's so cool. It's so intuitive the mechanics in it but dudes moving yeah. like the speed of light so not, not that realistic <laughs> yeah well that, that's i i feel like that mortal kombat game let us know in the comments if you, if you remember which one it was but they all to an extent adopt you know real life fighting style inspiration um next question that we have is from at makoto <clears throat> this like made me laugh so hard it's not even a question rob but he says, I'm just going to say it. Rob has the weirdest relationship with gaming I've ever heard. Loves role-playing games, hates quests, love Fallout games and mods, never uses console commands. What? <laughs> it's true, Rob. Yeah. It, oh. They're right. 100% right. You do. I'm just picky, dude. I'm picky. Uh, like, I don't like playing as an actual named character. It has to be one that I build. Yeah. You yeah. do have a lot of requirements. Yeah, well, I just, oh man, Quest just, Quest, there's always so much dialogue, so much talking. You know, I, I still haven't jumped back into Baldur's Gate 3. Like, I want to. The whole wow. game makes me tingle inside when I think about it. But the idea of going through that dialogue, I don't, I just don't have time for it. <laughs> like, I Fair don't. Enough. And I think skipping it all will just make it less fun, sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it I'm is a long so, game, to be fair. It is oh, a very man. long game. Yeah, but it, it's cool for that reason. But again, like I said, no no time. Yeah. No, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I've been having a bit of a love-hate relationship at the moment with very, very long games. I mean, especially if you don't know what you, whether you'd like it and you have to wait 20 to 50 hours before you actually get into the crux of it. But mm. I love myself a, a nice, short, compact game. That's why I love playing Resident Evil. That's why I love the Spider-Man game. Because you can play three or four worth like of those kinds of games in the same number of t- or length of time that you would play a huge open world game. Do you know what I mean? And it's very satisfying when you have a list of games that you want to play and just keep ticking them off. Yeah, so, or, you, or you can get yeah. into roguelikes and you just play until your run dies. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Then you, then you rage point. quit and go read a book. <laughs> 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 like Legit, that's what I do. I get here yeah. all psyched up, I play around and I die and go away. Do you know what game that I really liked? It was uh did you ever play Cuphead? Cuphead is such a good game. Oh, I, I didn't I know it took took the world by storm. The world. It really did. 
Like it, no, it did. You're right. It I, did take the world by storm. I didn't like it. I don't like the animation. Don't like the art style. That don't was like the pl- best part. What are you like talking about, cup, dude? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you ever played Rogue's Legacy? Very similar, but like, no, like, I haven't. I haven't. It's. I don't know. I liked it more. All right, that's that's fair enough. And then the last question that we have is from No One Dash MX Four NX. Great podcast as usual, guys. I have a question for both of you. What is the weirdest anime you have ever watched? Rob, you should be able to give a good answer to this because you've watched, it seems like, every anime in the world. Oh, man. <laughs> the weirdest one. Yeah. You have a think. I'm going to give my answer, and it's one that Rob recommended. Prison School was weird. <laughs> Prison School Prisons. was weird as hell. Oh, Prison School is great, dude. I didn't and say I, it was I bad. Not, I said it was weird. I will weird. not share a podcasting space with anyone that, that doesn't conform I, to the I religion. didn't say it was bad. I said it was weird. you got to be real. It is a weird concept. Oh, mate. It's a weird anime. Oh, it's not that weird. <laughs> it's not that oh, weird. Well, give dude. me a weirder one. Give me a weirder it's one. Because to me, weird. that was weird. That was weird. Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm, trying to I'm think sure you have some one. obscure anime that you're like, you know what? Yeah, that's pretty weird. You know what? There, well, there was that. There's that anime where they have death fights over bento boxes at like a, um, <laughs> like where was it? It's actually a really good anime. I'm trying to remember what it was. Okay, I'm gonna type it in. Bento type it. Well, let's be clear. Like, weird fights. is not mutually exclusive from it being good. Like, it can be weird and called, good. It's it's actually called bento, <laughs> and like, I'm pretty sure that the the of premise. The premise is, <laughs> dude, I'm reading the premise now. It's like, if, I really liked it. It's, it's a bit, I think it's a bit raunchy too, but mm. guys, th- this is the synopsis. The supermarket is an important building in any city for they provide the convenient way to purchase variety foods for family, friends, safe environment. However, these stores change in the blink of an eye. Once unsold bento, po- <laughs> bento boxes go on their nightly half-off sales, war breaks out and friends become foes <laughs> as each person fights for <laughs> honor, pride, and dinner. There are no longer people in these supermarkets, only wolves and dogs, winners and losers. Dude, I remember it being weird because they're like literally fighting to the death for like dinner. It was was strange. This is like the purge for bento boxes. What the hell? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it is a raunchy one too. Just going on like the art covers, like this typical anime character with huge boobs. How does it, how does it get raunchy? They're fighting over bento boxes. Oh, who knows, know. dude? It's anime. <laughs> I, 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 look, yeah, that sounds pretty weird. I I don't have a weird one. Not I'm raunchy, not. probably uh, fan servicey. That's the word I'm looking for. Fan servicey. Mm. Fair. You know? But yeah, I reckon the top of my head, like I, I know I've seen way weirder ones. Yeah. Like, you know, like you know, it's a weird one. Just at the top of the gates, like Bubblegum Crisis. That was weird. Hmm. I want to Google it now. Trigon's weird, you know what I mean, to a degree. Like Neon Bubble Genesis gun. was weird. Crisis. There's like, there's just right, like heaps yeah. of weird moments in anime. Goblin Slayer is weird. <laughs> I didn't get that sense from the first episode, but are they like weird in what way? Like, this is it's just strange, or what do you mean? Because oh, Goblin like, Slayer seemed pretty like serious ish from when I yeah, watched the, like, the first episode. Just like the fixation he has on goblins. <laughs> Like, he, he, dude, he was literally they, the, 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 the Doom Slayer for goblins, right? Yeah, dude. And they just, like, the entire anime is circled on him. <laughs> That's, is that normal? But then, but then you could, oh my God, like, literally the other day, like, uh, what's it called? Oh, hmm. man. Here, reborn as a vending machine, I now wander the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> How is that normal? Any any of the of the re any of the re, uh, reincarnation animes that have come out in the last probably year year and a half they're all weird no. all of it like I re <laughs> I was oh, dude like there's so many weird ones. my my unique skills make me op even at level one what are they, what even are these dude animes getting too popular and they're starting to just spit out anything <laughs> and, and you know what the problem is. All of them yeah. on Crunchyroll are rated 4.5 and above. Literally all of yeah. them. They're all yeah. rated freaking good. They're in the popularity list, popular list right now. I'm looking at them all. I was like, guys, <laughs> stop it. Stop it, you weebs. <laughs> well, I, that's the, this is the, it's not a problem with anime. It's a good thing there's choice. But once you get done with the big ones, like One Piece and all that kind of stuff, you start to venture off into the more obscure, weirder anime that 
Yeah. Oh, you always end up in the weird, weird, weird aisle, dude. Like, mm-hmm. well and truly, I, I, I was in the weird aisle back when I was eighteen, dude. I've surpassed it. I've, I've ran out of weird there. <laughs> you embraced yeah. the weird aisle, dude. Like, <laughs> I've, <laughs> like, I've, I've jumped video stores. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Weird anime is just not my cup of tea. I, I prefer. Give me more like Shield Hero, all right, Rob. Once I'm done with Shield Hero, I want a, a recommendation from you that's similar to that, similar vibe. Or just just makes me feel, and it's not too weird. Mm-hmm. God, I love mm-hmm. that anime. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but that's it, Rob. That was the quarter century episode of MM Arcade, mm-hmm. episode 25. Everyone, thank you for watching and listening until the end. Shout out to our audio listeners too. Rob, we have a decent growing community mm-hmm. on Spotify, if, if you yeah. didn't know. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, yeah, please, please do like, subscribe. Help the help help the channel grow. You guys mm-hmm. fuel us in doing what we do. Please do continue to keep commenting. You saw from the beginning of the episode, we 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 look at these comments, we address them. Makes me yep. think a little bit, and then I address them the episode after. Like, just keep it all cool, you know. Keep it chill. Sure. <laughs> you savages! Thank you guys. I'll be watching. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Take care, guys.